What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, here we go, here we go. It's time to talk wrestling some more. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Let's get it started. Every week, dog. I mean, every, every I, I'm not going to just keep telling you how whack you are. Man, but whatever. My intros, they get better every single week, Art. You right. Yeah, I am right. We don't got time for you to argue with me right now. We got a lot of stuff to get <laughs> we through. We got a whole lot of stuff to get to. All right, um, let's start at the beginning of the week, I guess, with Impact. Impact, yes, sir. Uh, I've been impressed with it. I've yeah. really liked what they've been doing. They've been doing their thing. They've been kicking some shit off uh, with... The ta- the Sammy Callahan winning the belt. Oh, shit. yeah, there's our guy. Oh, yeah, we said it a few weeks ago, Art, that Sammy Callahan should be carrying that title. And this week, he beat Sammy, uh, he beat Brian Cage inside the steel cage inside the to cage. get the, uh, the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And now he is the Impact World Champion. All right, and then uh, Tessa Blanchard, she comes out at the end of the match. And, of course. You know, they have a little stare down, and I really like their feud, and I would not mind seeing this feud uh, be for the world title. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I guess. I mean, I guess Tessa Blanchard's a big enough star to be their champion, but Sammy mm-hmm. Callahan finally got it, and I don't want him to be the one that she beats for it. Yeah, well, you know, not right away, of course. You know, I think Sammy should have a nice long run with it, but eventually... Especially with OVE behind him, uh, I think it'll be it'll be dope. Yeah. I picked up on the mind games he was playing. Uh, did you see on his vest, he had the, the word, the, the word uh, Melissa... Uh, written on there. Yeah, he's been he's really been getting <laughs> deep in the story after he hit her with a bottle, he yeah. power drove her, and then after uh Cage beat him, mm-hmm. then he goes back and have his goons go to their house. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, choke me out, what you gonna do? Cause we'll hurt your kids and all he he take it to a whole nother level yeah. when he's feuding with somebody and he finally won the belt with it. It's dope to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Edwards had challenged Ace Austin for mm-hmm. the for the X Division title, yeah, and, that and they had fight, a pretty yeah in the street fight. They had a pretty um, creative match the way they was using the weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a spot where he went for the cutter and he dove, and uh, Eddie Edwards put the trash can his way, dove into the trash can, mm-hmm. and he started beating off. It was pretty cool. They had a, a pretty cool match, but Ace Austin pulled it off yeah. in the end. Well, I like this feud, you know, Eddie Edwards, he's a pretty talented guy. And know? he still asked his wife out after the <laughs> match was over. Ace Austin, <laughs> you know, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this feud. They yeah, it's dope. Um... One Wait, of the best things about Impact, in my is opinion, is the RVD, RVD though, man. That's what I couldn't wait to get to. Like, we talked about this heel turn he had, and it's really coming into uh, fruition now, yo. He says everybody uh, took something from him. There wouldn't be no Kenny Omega without Rob Van Dam. There'd, there'd be, be no, no Young Daniel Bucks. Bryan. There'd be no Young Bucks. And he's like, where did RVD's moveset come from? In his mind, he's like, where'd everybody else's moveset come from? Up, RVD. He got this girl behind him. He's sitting in the pool. Yeah. Like, he turned on Rhino, which has been one of the longtime ECW guys. And when you think about it, RVD has actually been the only successful ECW solo act there was. 
in the WWE anyway. Pretty much almost everywhere. I mean, none of them guys uh, really did uh, that well in WCW either, did they? No, that's what I'm saying. Pretty much everywhere yeah. RVD went, he's pretty up there on the list. I mean, uh, you got to think about it, man. Back in the, the day. The only other popular act I can think of that came from ECW, like originally, mm-hmm. is the Dudleys. Yeah, oh, we cannot forget about the Dudleys. The Dudleys are one of the uh, the most decorated tag teams yeah, in history. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. All the solos, when you think about the mm-hmm. Sabus, Taz's, Sandman, Shane Douglas... Tommy you know, Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, all those, when you think about all those guys, none of them have ever been heavyweight champion anywhere except ECW. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Van Damme definitely has a point. You know, people did tune in back in the day, I hear, the, to see RVD. To see RVD I mean, the man was good. He was I mean, chaotic. matches between him and Jerry Lynn were like classics. You still go mm-hmm. back and watch it, and it stands the test of time today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has one of the most creative moves that I've ever seen. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did create the coast to coast. That split leg moonsault thing. Yeah, he did. He did that. He did the, you know, he didn't create a frog splash. I know mm-hmm. that. But they told him that the split legged moonsault was not impactful enough to be his finisher. It wasn't mm-hmm. pretty creative enough. So mm-hmm. he thought if I jumped as high as I possibly can and come down, that's the most impact I can think of. Dear Lord, that bat used to get some air, and he, man. Yeah, he was Van Damme. up there. I mean, the Van Terminator, yeah. he created that. The Van Daminator, the <laughs> throw the chair. Mm-hmm. You know, he did have some creative stuff, some really creative stuff. Yeah. The leg drop across the aprons and mm-hmm. barricades and all of that stuff. And he created a fucking, his own lift, the Van Damme lift right. and weightlifting. Right. And they tried and he, to bring him in as a heel, you know, when they did the invasion thing, but he was just too, just too likable, man. You could not hate RVD back in the day. You just couldn't do it, you know. But now I think this heel turn will, uh, it'll we'll work this time, you know, because now he has to slow it down in there. You know, now he has to uh, play the, the heel card, even in the ring. You know, he can't do all the amazing, spectacular stuff he, he did, you know, all them years ago. You know, now he has to be more grounded. And I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to this. I am very looking forward to see what RVD can do as a, as a real heel. Because yeah. this promo was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see who's he going to feud with. I mean, it's Rhino first. Rhino. But... I want to see him go at it with a young buck that, you know, I'd like to see him against Moose again. Yeah. As a heel. Moose saying that he's the greatest of all time at everything, the greatest golfer, the <laughs> the greatest whatever of all time this week. But I'd like to see heel RVD really take it to Moose on the mic to see where he can go with it. Because mm-hmm. Moose is pretty good on the mic right now. He is. He is. All right. Um... NXT, AEW, same night, going mm-hmm. at it, head-to-head. Um, let's start with NXT because okay. it's actually getting more viewers right now than AEW. And I think the reason why is because of this interesting storyline with Finn Balor. Hey, all right, every time I check, AEW wins that night. Does it? In the ratings. 
Ooh. Yeah. I think it's close in the runnings with the ratings. Yeah, but every time I check, AEW's gotten the W, though. Oh, well, shit, line. let's start with AEW uh, since they went in the ratings. Okay. If you're right about that, I'm going to have to check into that. Mm-hmm. I want to look it up and see which one yeah. is winning. All right, so AEW, uh, we crowned uh, our first AEW tag team champions, uh, SoCal Uncensored. SoCal Uncensored. I didn't know. Uh, of course, everybody had the Lucha Bros just... Just winning this thing immediately, right? Yeah. I think it was very anticlimactic with the roll-up pin. Yeah, true that. You know, I wanted the Lucha Bros to win, but I could tell by the storyline it was going to be a SoCal because of uh, uh, the the Lucha Bros attacked them last week. And it would make sense for SDU to get the, uh, the lick back this week. You know, with the title on the line. And That's everything. what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm a little bummed out about it. I wanted the, the Lucha Bros to get the first uh, tag team reign as the tag team champions. But I'll live, I suppose. Suppose I don't have anything against SCU. I think, um, I think the Lucha Bros probably would have been a better choice. Now, not saying that because I like the Lucha Bros. We all know you're a Lucha Bro hater. I'm not a Lucha Bro hater. I'm just not impressed with their in-ring storytelling. Like I said, they... And and once again, this match this week started off at 100 miles an hour. Whatever, they did the tie-up They did the tie up thing. Aren't they start off slow? Now, that you're is not tripping. true. That is you're not tripping. true. They, they, did, they did they the started off, off tie-up They thing. started off... Throwing punches at a million miles an hour. Well, last week you get the private party and they then, did the tie-up thing, and, Art. You're tripping. And then, and then, Kat, uh, uh, Kazarian gets in a ring and he starts throwing punches at a million miles an hour. They slowed they it both, down, Art. I they both bounce off the about. ropes. Lucha Bros hit a double super kick on Kazarian, knock him out of the ring. And then they start double teaming on on Sky. Aren't you you're nitpicking. No, I'm not. I'm just picking. Like I said, I still think that the Lucha Bros would have been the better choice because SoCal Uncensored once again has been other places. They remind you of TNA. They remind Mm -hmm. you of Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Lucha Bros only are familiar to the American audience if you've watched Lucha Underground. That's it. They were in MLW for a little while, you know. They uh they also uh, wrestle on the the U.S. Uh, independent circuit, you know. But the, you're right, this is their first time on TV since uh, Lucha Underground, and there they weren't a tag team, you know. It was just Pentagon and Phoenix, and now they're Pentagon and Phoenix, you know. I like the way they work together, right? They're pretty exciting, in my opinion. I know that. You I'm know? not taking anything away from their skill. I'm just taking away from their storytelling in the ring. Their matches are really anticlimactic because they don't have like a flow to them. Their matches are them dominating as usual. That's what they do. And don't get me wrong because they have amazing spots and moves. They do. They have amazing moves. The When uh, Pentagon threw Phoenix on his shoulders, like that was like, some shit that you see in America's Got Talent. Yep. That's what I'm saying. They got great moves and all that stuff, but their storytelling is off. The same thing problem I have with the Young Bucks, yep. which they had a match this week 
the uh the elite yeah, had a match and against and Omega. uh hybrid two and uh Kip Saban. Kip Saban. Right. And which was a m- amazing match for the spots that it was, but it's very <laughs> anticlimactic because you kinda already know what's gonna happen. And then they never sell these guys' moves. They they go to commercial break and Matt Jackson's getting his ass like handed to him. And then they come back from commercial break and he's pointing at the crowd, taunting, throwing muscles. And I'm like, what happened? Oh, they know when they come back for commercial art. They know. <laughs> I'm they know. like, what happened? Time to turn it back on. <coughs> yeah. Like they, I mean, it, it just, the matches just don't have this flow to them where it's a build to it. It starts at 100 miles an hour and there's kind of nowhere to go from a 100 mile an hour start. It's kind of like building a song to me. And theirs just don't have it. Like the climax of like matches like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, like the climax is makes you cry, makes you surprised, makes you, you know, want to jump out yeah, your I seat. That's what you're saying, Art. And they don't have it. Yeah, maybe give them more than three or four matches, though. No, well, I am. I'm going to continue watching. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I love watching them. But you see the storytelling difference between a match like Cody and, and Jericho yeah. because they get it. Are you are you looking forward to this feud? I am. Match? I'm especially after the inner circle's been doing what they've been doing. Yeah, because you know, feel full gears this Saturday. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen because um, with the inner circle attacking the young bucks with mm-hmm. their Halloween mask on in the crowd mm-hmm. this week, with um, them attacking uh, Dustin outside, yeah. closing his arm in the limousine door, Hager's beating on him. I guess mm. now his signature's going to be a low blow since he got disqualified in his fight from doing a low blow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Art. I guess he's trying to make it make sense. Yeah. Right. So, uh, with all that happening, and then Jericho's like staring to his eyes and shaking his hand and all of that, um, I'm looking forward to see what's gonna happen. I think Jericho's gonna retain. I gotta think Chris Jericho's gonna retain. I doubt that title's going anywhere. Yeah, I would think Jericho's, Jericho's gonna retain. Money with it. I saw him cut a promo for New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12. Yeah, I think he's wrestling there too. Yeah, he's gonna wrestle there. Then again, you know, it's Chris Jericho. You gonna tell him no? No. I'm not going to tell Chris Jericho, no. It was a pretty cool promo. A band start playing the music and he beats up the band. You <laughs> never really see his face until he cuts a promo saying it'll be there in December. It's in January. Or January, yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, anyway, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, this Omega and uh, Moxley uh, match. Apparently, it's going to be a, a lights-out match. Unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. Is now, this is it. the third unsanctioned match in AEW's very short history. And if they were to add the bad boy, Joey Janela, to this match, then everybody who's been a part of these matches would be in that match. 
Okay, right. they'll be tied at two unsanctioned matches apiece with Joey Janela when they have this match. Now, why do they keep having so many unsanctioned matches? Because they don't want the win loss record to be affected since they're posting win loss records, and that's what Ambrose's promo. Well, let me stop calling him mm-hmm. Ambrose. That's what Moxley's promo was about. Was basically you don't want me to get a win over your boy Kenny Omega. Yeah, you don't want it to be on the record books, which is which is a good angle to go yeah. off of which makes him seem more dangerous now mm-hmm. saying that now I'm going to beat him within an inch of his life. I mean, it's actually good microphone work if you ask me. It I is. love it. You know, I like the angle that uh, Moxley's playing with it. I'm just, just wondering why you know, why that happens so, so yeah, often. Yeah, and, and it is questionable to think like why is it happening so often and why is Moxley and so many of them whose win-loss record are they will, really trying to protect? I think it's because Moxley, you know, he does uh, the hardcore the hardcore matches and stuff, so I guess he would be in a whole lot of uh, unsanctioned matches. Because yeah. he's going to pull out the barbed wire and the yeah. thumbtacks and likes the, to have fun in all that type <laughs> of stuff. And if you're going to be doing that all the time, then we can't be liable for what you're doing. Right, right. right. NXT. NXT was was hot. Yeah, I, I liked NXT. it. I liked it. Uh, Finn Balor basically cut his first promo since he told everybody the prince is back. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems that he's just focused on Gargano. Yeah, that's going to be his first feud. You know, he comes out there and all black, he's all stalking stuff and he starts uh, throwing insults at the crowd. You know, like uh, Johnny should be out there watching wrestling with them and not in a ring. Right. Uh, Johnny watches wrestling was the big line. (laughs) You're not going to be Johnny wrestling. You're going to be Johnny watches wrestling the way it should be. (laughs) Yeah. Which was pretty cool. I mean, um... I don't know how how forward I'm looking to seeing him as a heel, but it it's gonna be great seeing him face guys his size. I know that. I like to see I this, like to see these I like feuds. This, I like to see this side of Balor and I think that of any that he'll really be able to show us what he can do in that ring. He might actually shut your mouth for this match with Johnny Gargano. Or, I can't wait to like, be shut up by if, Ben Fell. If he can do like if anybody could have a really great match with him, it will be Johnny. And I know because Johnny's had pretty much rivalry of the year with everybody he's been in a rivalry with. I can't wait to see you come on the show and eat some crow. I can't wait. Gonna I'm going to eat it. Gonna I'm going to eat it. When Ben Failure does what he's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, that man. Ben. Cause I'm never I'm, I was never the one that hated on him for real. I've always came on here and gave him praise when it was due. Always. I still didn't like him. I think he's still terrible on the microphone. Whatever, Art. All you do is come out here and uh, write him down, man. You no, I don't. You, yes, you do. Every every second, he can't wrestle. He's been failure. All he does is stumps. I can't wait. No, to I didn't him. say and that he, he can't wrestle. He can you said, wrestle. You said he that is, on this show before, Art. But but this is the that was the problem. Him wrestling guys three times the size. Can you see him doing sixteen, nineteen on someone? Dog. Uh, or nineteen sixteen. You, you I go mean. back and listen to this show. You've said he can't wrestle. I've yeah. heard just all he does is kicks and stomps, mm-hmm. just like Nakamura. 
and he gets his fair share of uh his fair share of uh flack for that too. And Speaking of kicks, team oh fly kicks. My heart is still broken. I can't. I, Faced Oscar and Kyrie Sane for the tag team titles, yeah. and uh, I guess they're fully turned at this point. Oscar mm-hmm. and Kyrie Sane. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I am a little bit more intrigued by them now. You know, I know I say it all the time. Oh, these guys turn heel whenever the greatest ever. I'm not gonna say they're the greatest ever, but I am more intrigued by them now. I you think know? it works better with them speaking Japanese. Yeah. If so, if there's someone else there that understands, I mean, I think that uh, I would. Uh, I prefer their mic skill, their mic work now. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. saying. They have somebody to co-sign or laugh off right. of the thing. When Oscar says something yelling, and you don't know what she's saying, Kyrie Sane laughs and goes, "Yeah, Oscar, that's right." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what she says, but you know that yeah. it's it's something funny and good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the match was pretty good. I was, I'm actually pretty surprised by this, you know, not to take anything away from Team Fly Kicks. I'm just surprised there wasn't a total massacre in there. You know, they got their little shots off. You know, I was, I was uh, happy to see that, you know, because I went in with a uh, kind of low expectations, like, oh God, they're gonna get their faces kicked right. off. Right, like I can't, a squash uh, match. And they went in there and they did their thing. You know, I'm happy they got their little bit of shot. I told you they made you believe that they were going to win at some point. I, I did. I was I was on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, my goodness, they're going to do it. And I don't know why I get myself so invested. <laughs> I know they're not going to win. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> because that's, that's what telling so a story in the ring does to you. And that's what I'm talking about, about telling a story in the ring. You get invested and you're like, Oh my God, she's actually gonna pull it off, even though you know in my heart, in your heart of hearts that they're not gonna let them win the tag team titles. I don't see why though, because they'd that means they'd champion. have to cart them around to every show, and this would be the perfect time to do it. They would be since it's around champion. Survivor Series time anyway. Yeah, you know. But speaking of that, do you want to talk about what they did now or wait? No, we can. Uh, finish yeah we can go ahead because that was pretty much the main thing that happened on nxt right because um after uh oscar and Kyrie sane retained there was a huge brawl with the women and they announced that there's going to be the first ever women's war games are you looking forward to this i am i am only because uh rhea ripley's a captain shayna Mm baszler is a captain pick their squads i mean i know rhea side is probably going to win because Mm shayna's got the belt her belt's not on the line and she's known for you know giving up the matches that she's not uh putting her belt on the line in now we now we've heard that nxc is going to be involved in survivor series now, if this is if it's gonna be a triple threat women's match in Survivor Series, how's it gonna play in? If Shayna Baszler just did it at War Games, and then she wrestles at Survivor Series against uh, Becky and Bailey. I don't know, man. She's a tough chick. Like, if I could see any realistically, if I could see any of the NXT champions coming out there and pulling out that W, it would be Shayna Baszler. Yeah, like that would be justified. Yeah, I understand that. Um, my question would be: Would the North American champion be in the Intercontinental or the U.S.? I figured it'd be him and uh, AJ and Nakamura. You know, another triple threat match. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see I'd triple like to threat see matches match. all night long. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd like to see that match. AJ Nakamura and Roderick Strong. Sign me up. The Fiend, Lesnar, and Cole. They been they been riding that match. That's the SpongeBob thing. You know, oh the, wow! The the, the Lesnar and the and the Fiend and them big buff fish. Yeah. And then Adam Cole's that little guppy guy. Oh <laughs> they did the SpongeBob me. They've been staring oh at me all week long. <laughs> Adam Cole has been getting rolled on the internet. If he, if he is in this triple threat match, but <clears throat> there could be one thing that kind of sets it off. What? What if they threw Walter in there? Oh, I did not consider that. That'd be even more trouble for Adam Cole, though, wouldn't it? I mean, it would kind of offset all the both guys. I don't know. You know, I don't. I Adam mean, he, Cole could play the smart role mm-hmm. by letting them tear each other apart. Well, he could do that even if he's not in the match. I mean, I'd love to see The Fiend no-sell an F5. <laughs> My God, this oh, is going to be awesome be pretty cool to, to watch see. somebody jump straight up from an F5. <laughs> yeah, Can't wait to see Lesnar's face when that happens. <laughs> My goodness. Suck on that, Brock. But yeah, I think that a triple threat match would be pretty cool. The Survivor Series, yeah, to see those all night long would be awesome. Yeah. Um. So after, but this War Games is shaping up to be something amazing too. Yeah, I just don't hope sleep. that they don't that they don't go too extreme. Because the Hell in a Cell just claimed a victim with uh Sasha women's Banks getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I know they're sturdy and they're great wrestlers. You but know, that's going to mean if if War Games happens the night before Survivor Series, that means NXT is going to have to go at it twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm All not, of NXT. I'm not saying that the women wrestlers are, you know, they're sturdy and they're great wrestlers. I realize that, you know, it's just... Because I'm sure I'm they're going to have a little nervous. traditional Survivor Series matches also. Yeah. Unless they're only doing champions versus champions, I'm sure they're going to have at least one traditional Survivor Series match. I'm thinking, did it's they usually had, brand warfare, though. Yeah, but it's going to be three Yeah, they brands. do have Team SmackDown versus Team Raw every year. Yeah, yeah you're right. so if they're going to do that and add Team NXT, how, mm. how are they going to work the tagging in and out and all of that stuff? I don't know, maybe a Battle Royal. Could be. I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Because on SmackDown, um, well, let's get into Saudi Arabia first. Let's get into the Crown Jewel. Because with Crown Jewel, everybody kind of got held up when they they went over there. Right. You know, they say it was uh, uh, mechanical issues with the airplane. Mm -hmm. But there's another rumor saying that, you know, Vince wasn't paid. So... You know, so he ended up staying over there to get his bread back. Yeah. And they ended up, they re- actually did end up extending the contract until 2027, I hear, or something like that. Yeah, that's what I hear. How do you feel about that? I mean, if it's making money, it's making money. And as you can see, it's kind of progressing because in the beginning, there were a lot of favoritism kind of shown over there with there being couches in certain spots where people can sit at, you know, um, 
people were turning their backs to the matches. There were a lot of walking around and now it's uh, people are getting more invested in the matches. They're starting to have women's matches. Um, I mean, it's progressing. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to see progression. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that uh, it's kind of turning from a house show into a pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, the crowd over there definitely deserves to see uh, action every, you know, every so often. You know, they do call themselves world, you know, wide entertainment, world wrestling entertainment. So, you know, it does mean the whole world. So I don't think that the the fans over there in Saudi Arabia should be excluded. And they do uh they do go all out for these shows. They do. And shoot, if you pay them, it's all about that bread. It is a business. It's all about that money. So I mean if they're paying that certain that money and WWE wants that business, they gotta go over there. I understand, you know, it's it's a business and everything, but at the same time though, I mean I've seen uh, a few tweets of the superstars' families who are, are not so happy about them being you know, grounded. Like, where do we grow? We where do we draw the line here? You know? I mean, if it was a problem with the plane, then you can't blame the mechanics on the plane. But if it was because they didn't get paid, then I mean, what's to say they won't pay, not pay you again? Yeah, I guess they got a. I would say they have a few kinks to work out in this relationship. Well, I guess they got to see what's going on, but it sounds like it's big money being made over there, and that's the yeah. reason why they keep going. Because if it wasn't no money being made, then believe me, he ain't coming over there. Yeah, That's a fact. That's I get a it. fact. But um, at Crown Jewel, um, The Fiend won the Universal title. I would have bet almost anything Seth Rollins was going to walk out of there as a champion. But nope, The Fiend is the new Universal Champion. And, you know, I see a lot of buzz on the internet. You know, everybody's all excited about this and everything. And I hate to rain on people's parades, but how exactly do we, how exactly is this going to work, you know, with the Universal title, you know, when he's not The Fiend, you know, when he's a regular Bray Wyatt, you know, so... I hope he didn't just get another part-time champion because that's what it looks like to me. Well, it it seems to work better with part-time champions, to be honest with you. You think so? I think so. I think not seeing Brock Lesnar so much makes you excited to see him when he comes. When he comes. Yeah. I think not seeing The Fiend so much made people excited to see him when he showed up. Yeah. Not seeing the title so much seems to make it more important than seeing it all the time. Yeah, I can definitely see that because I like Rollins more than I like Lesnar, but I would prefer Lesnar's title reign to Rollins. That's what point. I'm saying. You're seeing him all the time. He's wrestling regular matches all the time. He's having amazing matches with Umberto Cabrillo, but then his title matches are kind of lackluster. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So Brock Lesnar's title reign seems to be more important because there's a bigger fight feel when he's putting his title on the line than when Seth Rollins is putting his title on the line. Lesnar's at least showing up more often, though. Now that The Fiend has it, how often is it going to be on the line? And I guess at pay-per-views, you know, because I can't see him wrestling matches on TV. Right. I can't see The Fiend having to come out on a Monday Night Raw to wrestle at all. Yeah. 
He hasn't such thus far. He hasn't wrestled not one match on TV thus far. He's made appearances. Right. He's played mind games with you, but it's like old school Taker. You didn't see him wrestle that often on TV on Raw, mm-hmm. but he'd show up to kidnap your ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know and then I mean? uh, on SmackDown, though, Lesnar quits SmackDown and moves to Raw with the WWE title. But that was because of... Rey Mysterio is what they say, but they just had We're not even done with Crown Jewel because when he fought Cain Velasquez at Crown Jewel, he smashes Cain Velasquez and, well, he doesn't necessarily smash him. He did. He caught him. Remember, Cain was beating him up yeah. Kicked him in the head and he dropped and Kane was trying to finish him on the ground and Lesnar caught him in a submission yeah. in the Kimura and Kane taps. But then afterwards, he starts trying to F5 Kane on the chair, do all that stuff. And Rey Mysterio comes in with the chair and beats the hell out of Brock. When's the last time you saw a headshot with the chair in WWE? Well, I guess Brock Lesnar's one of them old school guys, you know, like yeah. it doesn't really bother him that much. No, he's from the older generation where they did that the headshots. was really important to me. What I noticed was that they somebody took a headshot with the chair. Now, so was Ray. Ray's one of the most cool guys, too. Yeah. You know? like, yep. That's just the way they do things. But anyway, that match with the Brock and Cain Velasquez, you know, it was everything I didn't want it to be. You know, it was it just was them quick. throwing punches. It was like a UFC match in the ring. Yeah. They went from corner to corner clinching throwing like body shots and stuff and then Kane hits him with a knee from the tie clinch and then hits him with a head kick and Brock drops balls up on the ground while Kane's throwing punches like he's trying to finish him. I understand that they're both UFC fighters, but this isn't the UFC. That's exactly That's what it looked like. It looked like a played like a scripted UFC fight. Yeah. Thumbs down for me, anyway. I didn't really enjoy that match. But I was kind of impressed by uh, Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury, though. Him and Braun Strowman, they had a pretty good one. Yep, I think Tyson uh, would be really good at this if he knew how to sell better. Yeah. But he's he's definitely got a knack for it. Right. And, then and his match lasted three times longer than yeah. Kane's did. And then, but uh, Kane's there long term and Tyson's not. Right, true. And then the finish was, you know, a knockout punch to Braun Strowman and uh, get them counted out. Which basically played out a boxing uh, scenario, but it was with in a wrestling ring. So he on the apron and he hits him with the big right hand and Mm -hmm. Strowman can't get up to get back in the ring for the 10 count. Now, if if he wasn't already uh, so far down, I would say this makes Braun Strowman look bad. But I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any lower they can go. Right, he lost by count out, so they're still trying to make him seem like he's a monster. I mean, he. I don't really think that I was drawing booking though. I mean, he got knocked out. Yeah. You know. But it's in the wrestling world. It's a count out. True. It's not like he got pinned or submitted. He just got counted out. He got KO'd. That's what right. happened. So it. It kind of goes on on his record as a loss, but it's not against him. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do, at least. I mean, I don't think getting knocked out uh, to uh, a good uh, scenario, a good alternative to getting pinned right. or getting submitted, though. You know, right? 
I would have rather him been caught with the punch and got pinned than right. got counted out like he can't get up. Right. You know, and then uh, Mansoor, he got some love over there. Mansoor is going to be the only person that's like 12 and 0 in Saudi Arabia <laughs> and doesn't have a win anywhere else in the world. Like, I'm just <laughs> waiting for when they, when he's booked in a title match and they give it to him over there. And then and take then, it from him right. the next week on, then, on NXT. Right, or something like that. Because he beat Cesaro over there yeah. on this show, this, this, uh, this and it was around. a clean win too, with a right. like a moon salt finisher. That's yeah. kind of crazy to me. I, yeah, well, I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. No, you, know, you can't be surprised. Come to see Cesaro do this kind of stuff a lot. But unfortunately, my my only problem is WWE's known for making people lose in their hometown. Not him. Not him, though. Not him. <laughs> wow, that's that's what really kind of gets me because the Miz just lost last year at SummerSlam in his hometown. Yeah. Like everybody loses in their hometown except him. And then you know the OC baby they was on fire in uh at Crown Jewel. Oh they won the best in the world cup with the largest tag team turmoil match in Gallows history. and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson pulls that off and then AJ retains against Umberto Carrillo. Yep. And uh, AJ and Umberto got chemistry, dog. Just, I mean, I think it's Umberto. I think this dude has like the skill to put on a good match with the veterans like Rollins and AJ and Daniel Bryan and guys like that. I like seeing this these matches. He's mm-hmm. really growing on me. Yeah, that's how I remember his name. Because <laughs> he's really growing on me, and, and I think they're booking him the right way. Because he's not winning these matches, but you're starting to kind of get a knack for him and believe in him a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do you see the OC with the World Cup and the U.S. title in the middle throwing up the two sweet, baby? They kind of yeah. ran the night. Absolutely. And then Team Hogan and Team Flair, you know, I wasn't really looking forward to this match. In actuality, I don't even know who won. Team Hogan did. Team Hogan did. Team Hogan won that match. So they who did. was the last one? Roman Reigns? Uh, I think, yeah. Roman Reigns, he pinned. What was it? One pinfall wins? Yeah, one pinfall oh, wins. Oh, my God. Now, we're not at Survivor Series yet. This was not an elimination match. I thought that's what it was about to be. No, it was just a regular match. Not I even going to lie to you. I didn't even watch this match. I think Roman Reigns pinned King Corbin for the win. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't watch this match. Um, not yeah, a very I big fan of this it. one myself. I didn't watch it. Um, I saw the Claymore, though. That was shared a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre is a bright I saw the Claymore. That was shared in. a lot because he hit Ricochet with it, made him do a backflip. And Ricochet was dressed like an uh, anime character from My Hero Academia. Yeah. Uh, that was shared a lot. Yeah, the whole but time I didn't watch this match. The whole time Rusev's trying to get Bobby Lashley in the ring, and you know yeah. they don't really get uh in the ring, you know that often. Until well, they're tra- they're pretty much saving this because this storyline's still ongoing. So another I guess one I'm not really, another storyline I'm not really a very big fan of, but I would rather not get into that one. They also had the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. They did, and I was pretty uh was great pretty, moment. I was pretty uh, 
happy that the crowd was uh into it. You know, and they were receptive of them. Yep. You know, well, for the most part, anyway. Here's some. Uh, somebody hear, threw a bottle. I hear somebody. Yeah, no, somebody let's not shed no that. light on that. It's it's more about the women getting their shine and yeah. the and women in Saudi getting to see that they can do this too. Yeah, it was Natty versus Lacey Evans. You and know? it was a good match. Yeah, it was Natty a good match. Pulls it off, wins with the sharpshooter, but they mm-hmm. pulled out the stops for it. Mm-hmm. Um, their outfits. They just had their t-shirts on over their wrestling gear, which was, mm-hmm. you know. Had to happen, but got to be covered. Whatever, right? whatever it takes to get these women on, that's what's up. I yeah. like to see that. Yeah, you know, it gives you hope for the future. It does. It does. It really does, and it's great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing was the Fiend winning, yeah. and Brock smashing uh, Cain Velasquez and Ray attacking him. So on SmackDown, Brock came out immediately and quit SmackDown since they said Ray is a superstar that's contracted to Raw. Brock's supposed to be contracted to SmackDown. He quit SmackDown and goes to Raw because SmackDown would have had both titles. Right, so it, I think everybody just assumed that the the Fiend would get traded back to Raw. You know, that'd mm-hmm. be the big trade for uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but that didn't happen. So does that mean that that trade's still up in the air? That, that means that a, Brock's just taking it. No, Lesnar wasn't a trade. Brock's just taking it. Right, I guess nobody's going to tell he him quit. no. Nobody's going to tell him no. Brock can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, that, that's, so that's the way it always goes. So he quit and went to Raw. Yep, WWE title on Raw now. And uh, then Bayley was to defend her in a, her uh, SmackDown. SmackDown Women's Championship against Nikki Cross, which what I noticed uh, was, of course, I like the entrance and all that stuff. I noticed the new finish that she used. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Arts, that I like that move. You know, I think it does fit her better, you know, with the heel work and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a just cool move in general, you know? Like, I'm, I'm still used- holding on hope... The uh, headlock driver. Right. You know, I'm still a stubborn old goat saying, you know, this isn't going to work, you know. But sometimes when, you know, when I see that move, you know, I get a little bit of a smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she used a headlock driver and gets the pinfall, of course. And then out comes Shayna Baszler from the crowd, takes out Sasha Banks, takes out Nikki Cross and beats the hell out of Bailey. Uh, you see, uh, this was one of my favorite SmackDowns of the year. You know, they, because uh, a lot of the, the roster that went over there to uh, Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't back in time for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And so them being the quick thinkers that they are, they get the NXT guys they there. They started the Survivor Series storyline. Right, they get the invasion going, baby. I was looking, I, I really liked that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so let, they did the. Sasha Banks get, I mean, uh, Sasha Banks, Nikki Cross, and Bailey get taken out by Shayna Baszler. And then in the back, um, Sami Zayn's talking on the microphone saying that he's surprised to see them mm-hmm. or whatever. And Keith Lee and Matt Riddle yep, they come put, up to him. They put the beat down on Sami Zayn. The Limitless Bros, <laughs> as people are calling them. Oh, Yes, the Limitless Bros uh, beat up Sami Zayn. Keith Lee hit an astonishing moonsault off the second rope. Shouldn't be able to do that. 
But yeah, Big they beat athletic. him up, and then Miz comes out for Miz TV. He's supposed to have Bray Wyatt on, mm-hmm. and instead, Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and they have a pretty good promo battle there. I like, I, I like, like what they did. I like what they did on the microphone. And uh, Miz says, if you're going to make a statement, let's do it. And uh, they have a match. And that was exciting to see the cross-brand match between NXT and um, SmackDown because it shows that NXT is not development anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really a brand now. Yeah, I think that they've been that for a while. You know, they are on primetime TV now. Yep. I doubt we'll see any call-ups. I doubt if call-ups even happen generally hell, anymore. Hell, they're, they're doing uh, go-downs yeah, now. You know, people want to go to NXT right. more than people want to come to the main roster. I mean, as they should, you know, because... A lot of these guys in the main roster, they can wrestle, you know, but just don't get the opportunity to show it. You exactly. know, and they would get that opportunity down there in NXT. Well, I listened to After the Bell, and everybody keeps saying that the analogy that Finn Balor and Triple H used was that the main roster is show business. Mm-hmm. It's like a show that you put on, there's kind of retakes and shit. Mm-hmm. And. The N- NXT is Broadway. Right, that's what... There's F- nowhere to hide. That's what Finn Balor said. NXT's Broadway and uh, the main roster, like, movies and stuff. Yeah. So, there's nowhere to hide, you know, and right. you gotta just... You gotta be you and see if you're recept- re- people are receptive to it or not. Which is why I prefer theater acting to film acting. Yeah, but that's just your take right, on that. Right, that's just my take. And some people prefer the main roster to NXT. Mm-hmm. And some people prefer NXT to the main roster. Right. And they, they came out and proved it. Meanwhile, Bianca Belair beat him up, beat up Carmella and, uh, Dana, Bro- and Dana Brooke in the back. Mm-hmm. Picked up Carmella and threw her over like some boxes and shit. Yeah, her body kind of disappeared. <laughs> and then Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox comes out to fight uh, Sonya Deville and... Mandy Rose, Fire and Desire. I was hoping for Team Fly Kicks. Where was Dakota? Well, Dakota got the green mist. She was all right. She She showed up again. She still can't see. (laughs) I didn't see the end segment. Was she still green at the end? I I know she was there. No, she was there. Oh. Uh, But Tegan Knox and and, uh, Rhea Ripley Mm -hmm. smashed Fire and Desire. Meanwhile, uh, Renee Young gets kicked in the face. Yeah, uh, Tegan Knoxon, I think it was Sonya Sonya Deville Deville. over the announce table, and that young gets a bloody nose out of it. Yeah, craziness Gotta be more careful with that. Also, I wanted to point out that Aiden English was on commentary until he calls Shayna Baszler the Queen of Hearts. And then come back for a commercial, and he's replaced. Out he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, and, um... They just smashed him, and then in the back, uh, Adam Cole has a face-to-face with Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan goes at Triple H and was like, I will, you want to fight or whatever, and he's like, I know somebody that does. I'm in a suit, though. I ain't finna do this right now mm-hmm. with you. In his show, Michaels is taking off his jacket. <laughs> oh, it's cold in here. It's cold. <laughs> and uh, Adam Cole comes in, and he's going to be the one to take on Daniel Bryan. And the match between Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, which, who who thought they'd see that? Uh, it was a great match, though. It was though. amazing. I loved, the, I loved the in-ring work of these guys. Uh, in the end, Adam Cole hits the Panama Sunrise right into the last shot. 
ball game. Uno, dos, tres. And then all They're the out. NXT comes out. All the champions are out there. Mm-hmm. And they declare war on Raw and SmackDown. I'm really, really glad to see them involved in Survivor Series this year. You know, it should be exciting. It should be really, really great. I'm looking forward to this one. It's just going to be something different being able to see an NXT pay-per-view and then watch a Survivor Series. And NXT is going to be on that too. Right. You know, because some of those guys did this for WrestleMania. You know, people like Sami Zayn, he did Kevin that. Kevin Owens, yeah. he did it for SummerSlam. And uh, Sami Zayn did it. He's did it a couple times. I think Andrade did, did it. it a couple times. Andrade was on a takeover and it was in the Royal Rumble the next night. Yeah, they're, so they've worked double time before. It's not unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Dillinger's done it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, so it's not unfamiliar but it's good to see because it's not development anymore that's the the take that i get from it right they're becoming their own brand i just wish that they had a spokesman kind of like triple h is their spokesman they need Raw and SmackDown needs spokesmen. Well, we don't too. have any general managers anymore. Art. That's this the is thing. bogus. That's the thing. What are we going to do? Have a boardroom right. meeting you with know, Triple in H? Comes, in comes the, the, the blue robot that they, they show on Fox. <laughs> 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 Doing the jail. High five and shit. And the USA boardroom execs and stuff like. Right, and their suits and ties, and we're here too, and we're here yeah, we need, raw. We need something. We need, we need a spokesman. We need general, we need general managers. managers back. <laughs> I think that that help with some of the segments to move along and things like that. Right. Because uh, it's an element that's missing when it comes Most to definitely. Raw and SmackDown. Like I we're think so that's used- it. I think we're used to seeing on-screen general managers, and we don't see that anymore. Especially right now, around this time. Right, right now, it looks like that, you know, the channels are making all the decisions, you know? Yeah. Like, they have to do what Fox wants. They have to do what USA wants, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. they're calling all the shots, you know? And and the thing that you need is somebody to be the spokesperson for that show. Right. And general managers kind of come in handy, and we really need that to come back. Yeah. And um, shit, Survivor Series seems like it's going to be lit. Um, You got any predictions about who's going to be facing who? Do you think it's going to be champions versus champions? Do you think it's going to be Survivor Series traditional battle royals? Like, what would you what would you rather want to see? I want to see them triple threat matches. You know, I want to see The Fiend and Brock Lesnar and Adam Cole. Because now we got three strong champions. Yeah. Three almost unbeatable champions. Like, even if Adam Cole has the Undisputed Era get involved, will it affect anything? Probably not. You know, Lesnar, he demolished people. The Fiend, he no-sells. I don't think so. <laughs> the Fiend, he no-sells. I don't think so. Like, there's nothing he can do with either one of those guys. Three strong women's champions. Yeah, you know. Three good tag teams. Three great tag teams right now. Because with Red Dragon, well, got to stop calling them Red Dragon. Well, that's what they are. That's what they're always being to me. That's Red Dragon. (laughs) With the Undisputed Era against the Viking Raiders Mm. against the Revival. Oh, yeah. Top guys, baby. It's going down. That is three really good tag teams. Three 
completely different ways that they use mm. their abilities, but all three of them have abilities. Like, this is crazy. And so, three workhorses as the big card titles. Yeah, three workhorses. They like got three guys that put on some Nakamura, of the best matches AJ on their brand. Styles, Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. My God, I mean, the Undisputed Era is going to be running the card. <laughs> I wonder how many of the matches it's a win. I, I don't know, though. Like, and then where does the cruiserweight title stand with the 24-7 title or, you know, any of that? Things? I don't think we'll see that. I don't think we'll see the cruiserweight champion versus 24-7 champion. And I must say, you know, I know we I know we didn't talk about Raw this week, but I, I saw Raw and, you know, I saw our truth out there and everything. And it's just not the same, man. It's not the I, same. But I it the depends. truth. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Carmella's was a bit was a pivotal part of the way the sketches were made. Just not the and same, then the brother. the Davari, I mean not Davari, the Singh brothers. Yeah, the Singh brothers, they got steady, the title. Taking the title back and forth, but truth's like the twenty two time champion or whatever. I, I don't even think he really needs to be in it anymore. I guess we couldn't expect it to last forever, but it was just so entertaining. And I'm still heartbroken over that. Like, it's, ah! <laughs> it's not the same! Well, that's just how it's going to be, but excited for this stuff. Anyway, uh, anything else, bro? Uh-uh, not for me. Not for me either, because it's so much wrestling, the overload. I missed out on a lot of stuff this week. I missed out on the NWA Power Hour. Mm. We didn't get to talk about that. We didn't get to talk about uh, where you're at on Lucha Underground, MLW. Well, I've been watching, I've been re-watching Lucha Underground since they, uh, since they started re-airing it on uh El Rey, yeah, I've been really enjoying season one again. And uh, MLW just had a pay-per-view this Saturday. And also Ring of Honor, there's a new champion in Roosh. So uh, Matt Taven's not champion anymore. We didn't, you know, it's a wrestling wrestling overload. I don't don't even know who Roosh is. Who's Roosh? (laughs) His name is spelled like Rush, R-U-S-H. He's a Mexican wrestler, uh, pretty popular over there. Okay. I mean, he's the. I guess he's he's the guy for Ring of Honor. They gotta work with what they got. They got. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, Jay Lethal's feuding with John Grisham right now. So, see, there you go. You haven't been. It's such a wrestling overload. You haven't been able to watch it all. I can't. I, I can't watch it all. Art. I'm not. I'm not Superman. Or so something. yeah, it's gonna be points where you have to pick and choose. Also. The UFC event was this weekend. Oh, yeah, it was. And we got to uh, give props to the new BMF champion, even though that belt means absolutely nothing. Whatever, The Rock handed that thing out. <laughs> okay. We got The Rock showing up in the UFC and Kane Velasquez and WWE. <laughs> what is going on right now? Oh, well, you know, Rock, he, he got his little shot in, you know, with the UFC pay-per-view. Uh, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. That was a dope-ass fight. Uh, ended up in Dr. Stoppage, you know. Yeah. I know they got to protect the fighters from themselves, but in our in the UFC world, that cut did, wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah, and you said you know Nate, Nate he's got a lot of scar tissue. He does. Stuff. He has. You know, he bleeds really easy, but he be ready to go. I mean, he was ready to turn it up in the fourth, and the fight got stopped. Yeah, and it was just crazy. This card was full of knockouts. Mm. Uh, Kevin Lee got the big knockout with the head kick. Uh, 
Jared Rosenstruck was killing it with that, his big knockout over Andre Olofsky. And that's a veteran. So this is the biggest win of his career. Um, it's it's just, it was so much, so much this weekend. Yeah, we, we got through most of it. <laughs> but yeah, we got through most of it. Well, uh, Matt, tell them where to reach you, bro. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. You know the drill. Uh, Dog one on Instagram, Dog 3 on Twitter. Of course, we got sonsoflegends21 at gmail.com. Hit us up. Give us topics, things you want us to talk about. Disagree or agree with us. Y'all already know what it is. Uh, Sons of Legends, this has been, and we'll hit y'all guys up next week. Later, Gators.